some think we're funny Most people don't know We're too old for this podcast Hello everyone, this is my very good buddy, Abby Barrett And this is my very good buddy, Brendan Boogie And this is We're Too Old for This Podcast Here's the concept Two best buddies, that's Abby and myself, watch buddy movies, and then we compare the movie friendship to our own. This week, we will be covering 1980s Stir Crazy, starring Gene Wilder and Richard Pryor. Had you seen this movie before? I had not seen this movie, and I had no idea what it was going to be about, because I didn't even bother to like look up a synopsis. You did no research whatsoever. I, no research. I wanted to be delightfully surprised. Yeah, I actually like that. I, li- I prefer to, if I know I'm going to see a movie, I won't watch the trailer. I want everything in the movie to be as intended by the filmmaker to just surprise me. So were you pleasantly surprised? I was I was pleasantly confused a lot. <laughs> okay. Just because the movie takes so many different turns. You in mean weird... plot-wise? Yeah, like I didn't, you know, you start off with an actor and a playwright and then... There's, you know, it just gets weird. It yeah. gets weird. I was surprised to see that Sidney Poitier is the director. Was the director mm-hmm. Sidney Poitier? Yes. Um, and Jonathan Banks is a young Jonathan Banks who's in Breaking Bad. Oh, okay. I'm not, I have not seen he Breaking pl- Bad yet. Believe he, it or okay. not, he plays a character with um, he's he's like a rodeo guy with the big sunglasses in prison. Okay. I I am such a big fan of both Gene Wilder and Richard Pryor and yeah. the fa- they truly did find magic together when they were together. So this was actually the second movie they did together. The first one was called Silver Streak, which isn't as good. It's, there's not as much comedy in Silver Streak. Mm-hmm. Um, this is them, I think, at their peak, you know, the peak of their powers, both of them in 1980. But before we get into the movie and one of your famous Abby Barrett movie recaps, uh, maybe people should know who we are and and are the magic that we have together as as yes. a relation as an on and off screen uh, friendship. So I thought it best if we maybe introduce each other. Why don't you start and introduce oh, me? I will introduce you. Because I am fabulous. Is, she is. This is the fabulous Abby Barrett, who is one of the world's best singers. World's one of the universe's uh, best songwriters. Mm-hmm. All true. Um, you are also uh, one of the original Mouseketeers. Yes. And an Imagineer and a Cafetorium. <laughs> Cafetorium. I forget. What, what was that that I used to do? What you used to when you were a cafetorium yeah, in a well, middle school? What was my role? Well, the kids ate lunch there, oh, but then sure. but then you could easily be conver- converted into seeing a puppet show or a oh, musical okay. performance yes. with just uh, now, moving some tables and putting some chairs in. So now I remember you, you didn't serve just one function. You were you were you were a full was, out. You were you were a human spork. You, you okay. were you were a cap. You, you were ju- double threat. Double threat. Okay, I got you. Yep, I remember now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> It's all coming back to you. Yep. That time when Roaring you were a middle school when cafetorium. When I was basically like a transformer. Essentially, you were a transformer, but except for children. you were a, and you were a room of some kind. Yes, I was a room. I was very spacious. Did, now, before you get into this, I am from the Boston area, and I guess we pronounce the word room funny. Yes, you do. It's I've, it's terrible. Yeah, I've been what is it cuz I wasn't I didn't learn this until recently. How do you, you know, you're from New York. How do you pronounce room? Room. Room. Yeah. 
Oh, and I say it like rum. Like you say it like rum, rum which is like weird because, well, the double O thing is weird too because we don't pronounce it book. We pronounce it book. Right, exactly. But, but like, I, you know, if you were to say like a boom mic, mm-hmm, I don't know that you would mic. say bum mic. But room, room mic, room mic, room, room mic. Yeah, I feel like it's, but I feel like I'm not saying rum though. I feel like I'm saying room. Rum. Yeah, you're saying rum. You're saying it. Like, like R U H M. Maybe yeah, is what I guess I'm so. But I, I mean, I knew about the dropping of the R. I worked very hard to get rid of my Boston accent when yeah. I was younger, uh, but I did not know that the way I say room is funny. So apparently, everybody's having a good laugh at old Brendan's expense <laughs> for all these years. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, I mean, that's that and other reasons. Yes. Well, speaking of those reasons, why don't you introduce me to the people? Um, sure. You are a um, Boston born and bred boogie. That's mm-hmm. like a, you know, a type of species. It's called a boogie. It is. I come mm-hmm. from the genus of boogie. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, uh, Homo boogieus. I think it is. It's yes, you know, part man, part boogie. Part man, um, part boogie. And you are. That would be the name of my disco album. Part man, part, <laughs> part boogie. boogie. <laughs> I can't wait to not listen to that. Um, <laughs> you are a filmmaker. Um, of late, you are a caption writer, <laughs> artist. Kind of like the yes. New Yorker, but in color. Exactly. Online. I, yeah, I've been drawing cartoons in the caption contest. Exactly. It's been delightful. It has been delightful. And you are a musician at times. Mm-hmm. During, you know, in your good days, you're a musician. A full moon. Every full moon. Yeah. I, you werewolf. I've been, I've been known to werewolf out a mm-hmm. tune or two. Mm-hmm. And uh, you are a former pig farmer. Mm-hmm. That's true. You know? Speaking of war, well, I, I'm going to go right past the pig farmer thing because I have no joke for that. Okay. But um, the, the, the funniest werewolf song ever was from the show uh, 30 Rock uh, with uh, Will, Werewolf Var Mitzvah. I you ever heard that remember song? that. It's like, Werewolf Var Mitzvah. Oh, God, that's hard to say. Werewolf Bar Mitzvah. Spooky, scary. Boys <laughs> becoming men. Men becoming wolves. I do remember that. Tremendous, tremendous work. It reminds me of that Tim Car- uh, Tim Curry Halloween song. What's that? That's um, God, I can't even remember the lyrics. You're gonna have to look it up. Anyone listening, stop what you're doing and look up Tim Curry Halloween song. You shan't and thank be Abby. Thank Abby for having you do that little piece of enjoyment, and I'll mm-hmm. do it after you know when we get uh, done with this. I will look it up as you well. Should. It's quite good. Um, so speaking of enchanting, why don't you jump right in and tell us what happened in the movie Stir Crazy from 1980, starring Richard Pryor and Gene Wilder? How, how, how did it all get started? Well, we have two struggling New York. Well, one's an actor, Harry, um, who's mm-hmm. played by Richard Pryor. And then we have uh, the playwright, Skip, who's played by Gene Wilder. And they are living in New York City in 1980. Um, and the movie kind of starts out with a very cynical look at New York and, you know, the rat race. Um, I think New York in the 70s and 80s was very different than the New York that we know now, where, you know, it was definitely known for a lot more crime and sort of was a place that was much more, not that New York isn't stressful to live in, but like that it was kind of not seen as a very pleasant place to live, whereas now people are like, love New York and they, they, you know, Mm. think it's the greatest thing ever. 
Yeah, because now it's like Disney World. So they're both doing odd jobs. Um, Skip is a uh, store detective in a department store, and Harry is a waiter for a catering company, and he basically, through some shenanigans, his his cache of weed gets put in the food for these rich people. Um, and so he gets in trouble, and they both lose their jobs on the same day. On the same day, and then same. they meet up at a bar yep. and talk about it. Harry, listen to me. For the first time in our lives, we're free. Yeah, we're free. Free to walk out in the cold. Free to be real chill. No, I don't mean that. I mean we're free to get out of this city. It's driving me funny. Early on, we got some classic Gene Wilder yelling. Yep. And I'm going to say in... It's tough to think of, of people who are funnier while yelling than Gene Wilder. I do find yelling comedy to be really funny. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and Gene like, Wilder, like Billy Eichner. Billy Eichner, he's so, a great just, yeller. I love that. It just makes me oh, laugh. Oh, he's a every tremendous time. yeller. Yeah. Yes. And anybody can go from sort of, you know, zero to sixty with the yelling at the drop of the hat. I, that just it tickles yeah. me. Yeah, I would say these days there's no funny yeller yeller that I can think of than Billy Eichner. Good call, Abby Barrett. Yep, that's good. Good call off the bat. Um, so they basically decide that they're going to drive out to L.A. and they're crappy van um and on their way the van breaks down in a sort of kind of redneck town and they get a job dressed as like chick like with chicken costumes um and they do this little dance for all in a the, bank in a bank for all these you know for all the bank uh clients or customers you know your classic yeah bank hires two guys to do a chicken dance yeah just to you know bring in, in some new some new you know customers like it always was in banks yeah i remember that I mean, I see what you mean by this movie being a little confusing. It's really confusing. Because where did they get those chicken outfits? Who hired them? Was it the bank or was it? I like think a it was chicken the bank. costume. And then maybe there's ma- a middleman, some some chicken costume middleman. And then they just leave their costumes, some I guess, in the employee room, and uh, two bad guys grab those costumes and put them on and rob a bank. So um, they get accused of robbing the bank and sent to jail. Where they have to try to act tough because they're very, they're scared shitless. What are you doing? I'm getting bad. Better get bad, Jack, because you ain't bad. You're going to get fucked. You're bad. They don't mess with you. (laughs) Hey, home. Get down. Hey. You're a little too bad, aren't you? That's right. That's right. We're bad. Uh huh. (laughs) That's right. You don't want no shit either. That's right. Darn right. We don't want no shit. You understand? Uh, we don't take too much shit. Yeah, take a little bit. We don't take no bunch of shit. Damn right. That's right. Say no shit. No shit. That's right. No shit. No. I'm trying to get. We don't take no. Shit. It's it's a classic. I mean, it's tough. To, if you haven't seen the movie, you should see the movie. But it, it's it's a classic. Like the physical comedy you know you've got richard pryor like trying to walk like a tough guy and you've got gene wilder next to him trying to imitate him and it is he looks like they're doing some sort of weird shuffle it is like dance shuffle it like i think this movie in a lot of ways is a master class on physical comedy because they're so different but they are both so funny physically and they play off each other so amazingly speaking of so they get convicted of the crime and they're sent to prison i think they sentenced to like 30 years or something. It kind of dawns on them, especially Gene Wilder's character, that this is for real. Um, and they have a little bit of trouble adjusting and both freak out, kind of taking turns freaking out. Okay, let's go. 
Let's get out of here. Come on, Silver. Skip. Harry, I'm freaking. Skip. Get out. So long, suckers. Hey, Harry. He thinks he's a horse. Help me. Harry, do him. Do him. Please. He's sick. He's, he's having a fit. See, he don't have his foot pills. He's got him. He's got one. He's Vietnam. Please, man, do him. Harry, help me, Harry. Skip. Harry. Skip. Huh? Skip. Huh? Oh, shit. Skip. It's okay. You did it. You did it. He's okay now. I'm okay. I'm okay now. Side of my sister. You okay? Yeah. He's okay. I'm 100%. Please, okay? Please, just this once. I mean, it's okay. Lieutenant's okay. Okay. He's okay, see? Yeah. Yeah, we're okay. okay. We're okay? Yeah. I'm tipped up. Ah! Harry. Ah! Harry, for God's sake. Because there's no pills. <laughs> I know that's what I put. That was. I had many questions about the scene. There's no pills. It was also like, were they doing that to kind of look crazy so that people would not fuck with them, or was that literally a freak out? That's I what think I didn't they. Get. Were, I think they were both actually freaking out. Okay. Like that. I, that's how I read it. But but like it's just it's so clearly improvised, and yeah. it's so clearly that like you know that classic Gene Wilder does his version of a breakdown, and then he calms down, and then Richard Pryor does his. He's ripping his clothes off and all this. And but they're so supportive it, of each other in that. Well, yeah, and they're very. They're actually very physically. There's a lot of physical affection even from the beginning of the movie, and I actually noticed because uh, before we decided to do this movie, I, I had recently watched the third movie they did, which was "See No Evil, Hear No Evil," which mm-hmm. we may cover on this podcast at some point. But I noticed the same thing that that the two actors seem to touch each other in a very kind of warm, affectionate way. Um, so I wonder if that had to do with their, if that was an acting choice or if they genuinely sort of felt that close and, and, you know, comfortable with each other. Yeah. I think them being so physical comedy wise that it would, it just made sense to me. Yeah. That that was, you know, like, like there's a great scene in the jail where, you know, right after they do the wee bad thing where they he, uh, Harry accidentally smacks somebody thinking with a fly on them and then when they come over like like Skip is just holding him mm-hmm. <laughs> like just caressing him and it's so it's funny it's so but it's sweet, also though, too. it's also sweet yeah. yeah exactly which makes it funnier in a lot of ways as they're in jail Skip develops a sort of a romance with the lawyer's cousin who mm-hmm. helps with the case and Gene Wilder does this crazy eyes thing. Yes. With the, you know, he does it for comedy. But when you see him in, in a romantic scene, he's doing the same eyes, which I always find very, like, bizarre. But you you found him attractive. No, no. I, I had a crush on him not from this movie. Like, it would have been from Blazing Saddles, where he's a little bit, got a little bit of a swagger, or Willy Wonka, mm-hmm. where he's got a little bit of swagger. If but I he does the crazy watch... eyes with Willy Wonka too. Yeah, but it's never in a romantic way. Mm. This, yeah, I think if I were her, I would be like, mm, "This guy's way too intense." Bye. R- intensity, yeah, right? Exactly, yeah. exactly. That's the intensity. But you, you, yeah. but he had the intensity that you were you were drawn to as a young Abby Barrett. I was drawn to the comedy, 
and swagger. Okay. So not you like the, comedy not the, not and the crazy swagger. Eyes. Not the crazy eyes. Okay. No. <laughs> you know, you got to watch out for the crazy yeah, eyes. Yeah, that's like a, yeah, that's kind of like a universal standard. Because generally, crazy eyes mean that the person is actually crazy. It's, it's almost never a case where the crazy eyes mislead you. Correct. That's science. That is, that is yep. stone cold science. Yep. So speaking of crazy eyes, what happens next? So here's where I was confused because this was another twist. You know, they go in to talk to the warden about, you know, their situation in prison and what they need, you know, the amenities. And there's a mechanical bull that the warden makes everybody ride. And uh, turns out that Skip is very good at bull riding. Um, He has a natural inclination for bull riding. Yep. Um, I forget that actor's name who plays the warden. Barry Corbett. Yep. He's great. And then, of course, Craig T. Nelson. Tremendous villain. Craig T. Nelson, also a great asshole. Um, and turns out to be kind of an asshole in real life, too. Yeah, you know, I, I went down a little rabbit hole with mm-hmm. him. I mean, it sounds like his upbringing maybe kind of sucked a little bit, but right. also he maybe kind of sucks a little bit. Well, he said he said that famous, like he got all he got all kind of political and went on cable news and said the famous thing, like, I was on welfare. Yeah. No one ever helped me. Right. It's like, do you, like, not, just, understand? Do you not understand the first sentence and the second sentence? Yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, fun times. So the warden wants Skip to participate in this prison rodeo, which is another question I have. Is that something that happens where prisons have Yeah, there have were prison rodeos. rodeos. Yes, really? prison rodeos were a thing. Yeah. I don't know if they still are, but they that certainly were like a thing. highly problematic. Anyway, but Skip and Harry's friends want to um, use this as an opportunity to um, escape. Skip has to, the, basically the guards are going to try to break him down to make him do this bullfighting thing. So he has to stay strong while they kind of throw a bunch of different torture tactics at him including hanging him by his arms and legs and sticking Mm -hmm. him in a hot box hey my back my 11 year old back problem is gone i feel terrific thanks cap wow what a lucky guy you son of a gun get in there and i'll see you in about five days if you make it Donahue. Donahue. One more day, please. Just one more day. I was just beginning to get into myself. <laughs> I think that's my favorite line in the movie. Just one more day. I was just starting to get into myself. It's um, classic. It's classic Crazy Eyes Wilder. Yep. That's what they used to call him. Mm-hmm. I don't think anybody called him that, did they? Crazy Eyes Wilder? Yeah. We could coin it. Why wouldn't they call them Wild Eyes? Wild Eyes Wilder? No. It's Crazy Eyes Wilder. Oh, that does... Wild Eyes Wilder. Wild Eyes Wilder. Oh, my God. Ten times fast. Wild Eyes Wilder. That's really hard to say. It's very hard to say. That's why they went with Crazy Eyes Wilder. Much easier to say. Or they could just call them Wilder Eyes. Wilder Eyes Wilder? No, No. just Wilder Eyes. This is so fucking stupid. I want to to be in that hot box right now. I feel like I am in the hot box. Um, all right. That was so your. That used to be your nickname, right? Hotbox. Hot. It still is. It gets hotter every day. Heyo. Woo. Okay. So they basically go to the rodeo, and um, this is where they're going to make their daring and clever escape, which is a lot of hijinks and a lot of planning that doesn't make any sense and would never actually work, but it is a movie, so. Yeah, sort of like a heist type. You know, a lot of the heist type stuff of you know how the how the team works together to escape, and they use. One of the inmates' uh, wife and family helped from the outside. And- yeah. It was a lot of planning, though. We needed more about the planning 
to make that believable. You want to you want to just like some classic planning. Yeah, I wanted a planning montage. Planning montage. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. You know, one flaw in Sydney Poitier's directing: more <laughs> planning montages. Yeah. Sir Sydney Poitier. Montages. Montages. Um, and on their way out, they are flagged down. They're they've escaped, and they are flagged down by the, the lawyer and his um, lovely cousin, um, who have been helping with their case, and they get some good news. Busted up. But you're free. You're damn right we're free. No, I mean they caught the other two guys. Thanks to Meredith. Oh. You mean we're really free? We're free! And good luck. Thanks. A happy ending. They're free, yeah. and Gene Wilder kisses the girl that he has been somehow creepily charming while being a prisoner. By staring at her. <laughs> By just stare. That's the thing. He just stares. Mm-hmm. It's too intense. And, yeah. But yet he's so likable. It's a strange thing. It I is. was hoping you were going to help me out with that because of your admission of a childhood crush on Gene Wilder, but apparently you're no help whatsoever. I mean, you should try that tactic. Just stare at my partner? Yeah. Over and over again to see if she gets in the mood? See if she's um, turned on and or terrified? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I don't... Yeah, I think I'm going to give that a try. Do it at like four in the morning, just turn the light on. Right, and wake her up and just kind of say, Hi. I'm in prison. <laughs> I am a screenwriter. Could that's you the most, ever? That's be... the most terrifying. Yeah, part. that's more terrifying than prisoner. Yeah. Yes, I'm a working, trying to be a working <laughs> filmmaker. I'm making movies. <laughs> I'm wasting all our money. <laughs> oh, that's funny because it's true. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and so that is, and so they kind of ride off and they escape, and now they're free. So yeah, and skip you have to and Harry. That you know. Gene Wilder wrote a um, play on this experience because he was taking notes the whole time, and hopefully Richard Pryor's character acted in it. And, and everything worked out great yeah. for old Skip and Harry. Yep. But did it, will everything work out great for old Abby and Brendan? I don't know. In the next segment, we, we compare how the Skip and Harry friendship compares to our own. That segment is coming up after five to ten years for good behavior. <laughs> Yay. Or we could just do it next. We could do community service. That's true. Let's just do com- some quick community service, and then we'll be right back. Hey, Brendan, I found a sponsor for, for the podcast. Seriously? You did? Yeah. All yeah, right. They, well, they... Go, ahead and re- go ahead and read the ad. Okay. This week's show is brought to you by Dickinson's. Brendan, you're a man of a certain age, so you're probably having sexual issues. Um, you know, I mean, sure, I will. I mean, for the ad, I will go. Sure, I'll go along with it for the ad, I guess. Yeah, like you're popping Viagra, like they're Pez, and let's face it, that's not working anymore. I mean, not really, but okay, mm-hmm. sure, sure, yes, I'm, I'm. Are it's you not? W- are you tired yeah. of chemical intervention for your premature climax problem? Yes, I'm, I'm, I'm tired of that. Okay, well, anyway, Dickinson's offers a completely natural solution. Dickinson's is a marital congress aid that makes sure your partner stays satisfied. Here's how it works. Uh, When you are having difficulty maintaining endurance during marital congress, our founder, marital congress, 
uh, our founder, Tommy Dickinson, will jump out of your closet and startle you. And when you're what he'll startle you. And when you're startled, you have to begin your marital congress all over again. Why do you keep saying marital congress? So Tommy Dickinson will jump out and scare you as many times as you need to achieve a satisfying conclusion to your marital congress. It's easy. It's safe. And best of all, it's free. You don't have to pay Tommy anything. He's happy to do it. Is this, is this a real ad, Abby? Or is this just something you made up to waste everybody's time? I mean, it's not real. It's not, it's not a real ad. So we, we don't we don't have a sponsor this week. No. God no. <laughs> okay. Uh well everybody, please like and subscribe and rate and review so we can get an actual sponsor and Abby will stop saying Marital Congress. Marital Congress. Stop it. I've got a friend in my buddy. And my buddy's got a friend in me. Welcome back to We're Too Old for This Podcast. My name is Abby Barrett. And my name is Brendan Boogie, and we are continuing to talk about the 1980 movie Stir Crazy, starring two of my favorites, Gene Wilder and Richard Pryor. And we are amazing... doing it with our radio voices. That Yeah, my radio, did, 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 is my radio voice good? Do you like it? Did you like what I did there? Did I, was, like I was concentrating like on my own, where I was like, and I am Abby Barrett. <laughs> this is NPR. <laughs> One of the things you actually texted me earlier when we when we were getting ready to do this with a picture of Michael Buffer, the ring announcer. Oh yeah, he's the guy that goes, "Let's get ready to rumble." And I was telling Abby's story before we went on the air about how I was on a trip to Ireland with two of my friends, and for some reason I was just obsessed with Michael Buffer for that week, <laughs> so I kept announcing them every time we walked into a pub or into any room at all. It got real annoying real quick I bet. To, to, to everybody except me, yep. and I just kept just, doing it. Got, it got funnier and funnier as you were doing it. It's funnier because I was doing the introductions, and they were there was getting more and more added to their <laughs> introduction oh, wow. like every time. And they never went back to Ireland again. They actually canceled Ireland as a, as a country. Because yeah, of that. they did. I heard about no that. No one's no one's allowed to go there anymore. No, nope. don't look it up. It's true. No, I know. I won't look it up. So, so I won't. <laughs> they can't you. make me. Thank you for the weirdest yes and in the history of this <laughs> podcast. So, before we get into our relationship versus Skip and Harry's relationship from Stir Crazy, maybe it would be helpful for people to know how we met. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people don't know this, but. You and I met at a mascot training camp. A mascot training camp. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was a That's sort of right. six-week intensive program up in the Catskills, which is kind of where they always have the mascot stuff. Well, I think the Catskills is known for for their their for two. You know, they're known for their mascotting. Yeah, ma comedy and mascotting. Yeah, Borscht yeah. Belt comedy and mm -hmm. and and mascot training. Um, yeah, and we met there, and we uh, we we workshopped our act. I was a, uh, my, cho my choice of mascot was an ostrich, just because it mm -hmm. looks kind of like Obvi I do. Obviously. 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 Yeah. I forget what your, um, what your mascot I'm gonna was. I'm going to say, I'm terrified for you to tell me what my mascot, <laughs> I think, what I, animal I, 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 I look like. I can't remember. I believe um, it was some sort of tortoise? T uh, yeah, I believe it was it a was tortoise. It was a tortoise, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, my, my 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 partner says I have resting resting turtle face, <laughs> where I'll be watching TV and then she starts to do a turtle voice and talk to me, <laughs> because apparently when I'm just watching TV I, I just look like a turtle. You just climb back into your shell. 
Yeah, exactly. Well, a lot so. of people don't know that you have a shell. Yeah, no, most people we don't, don't know talk, that. You know, we don't usually bring that up, but right, because I wear the shirt over it. But during yeah. during the mascot training, I could finally unleash my my inner tortoise. Yeah. Your mascot was specifically a tortoise because your the thing that you were rooting for was tort reform. <laughs> That's so fucking stupid. <laughs> well, you're the one who picked it. <laughs> <laughs> So, okay. So in, in this, this, uh, so in this reality that we're talking about, yes. the ma- it's not a mascot for a team. No. It's a mascot for some kind of legal cause. Yes. I would I don't like sports. Why would I be there for sports? So you go to the Supreme Court in a tortoise outfit mm-hmm. pushing for tort reform. Correct. And your, your ostrich uh, costume was you wanted to go to more money for osteoporosis research. That is correct. That's the way that people lobby nowadays. Yeah, on, they on do Capitol all the lo- Yeah, people a lot of lobbying this mm-hmm. day, this these days is done by um large people in large mascot outfits. Yep. It's true. Don't look it up. And that's how we met. Yep. That's how we met. So, you know, when when we look at the story of our friendship versus the story of Skip and Harry from Stir Crazy, the first question always is which one of us is the Skip and which one of us is the Harry? What do you think? This is a tough one because, like, Skip's kind of a dreamer mm-hmm. um, and maybe doesn't always read the room. Right. Um, and Harry is obviously has – he's a bit of a dreamer, too. I mean, anybody who wants to be an actor. But, you know, he has a little bit more common sense but doesn't really he's let a little, the He's a little more in, grounded. He's a little more grounded. But he doesn't let that get in his way necessarily. Yeah, he's a little more. He's also practical in some ways. Yeah, he, he's he sort of recognizes that they're not going to get out, so that you know he's the one that sort of of the two of them, he's the one that pushes for the escape plan more. Yeah, yeah. You know, I don't really know. I think I probably might be more of a skip. That's what I was thinking. I was thinking you were more of the skip, and I was more of the Harry because I, I mostly feel like you. Well, first of all, your eyes are way crazier than mine. That's true. <laughs> I know it's a podcast, but Abby just flashed me the crazy eyes. Craziest. And they were terrifying. It calls me Wilder Eyes Barrett. Wilder Eyes Barrett is what they used to call her. Yep. Wilder Eyes Hotbox Barrett. <laughs> and I, but I also think that you, of the two of us, you are way more likely to be good on a mechanical bull than I am. That's, that's probably true. You know, so I'm terrible when it comes to balance and when it comes to when it comes to physical and emotional balance. Yeah, I'd probably last a little longer on the mechanical bull. Not much longer, though. Really? Yeah. Okay. But that settles it. You're you're the you're the skip and I'm the Harry. Yeah. Done. When the action really takes off in this movie is when they get falsely accused of this crime. Have you ever been falsely accused of anything? I mean, in in a way that was so quick like i remember at some street fair me and my friend were looking at rings and then the guy thought one of them was missing mm. and was he was convinced we had stolen the ring which we hadn't right um so it was just really awkward because you know and i felt bad like he clearly thought we had taken something from him but then as we but left did- i told my friend that i did take the ring and she like <laughs> almost like threw up and i was like oh my god i'm kidding i didn't take the ring <laughs> Um, but just like little things like that or getting accused for something like my brother did and 
you know, somehow yeah. I got accused for it, that kind of thing. Did you pull out your white lady card and be like, um, excuse me, I am a certified white lady. I'm sorry. You cannot accuse Karen, me. So, yeah. You cannot accuse me of such thing. It's a terrible feeling to be accused of something that you didn't do. Yeah. I think I was like 15, too. So it was one of those things where even in the moment I was like, this guy's getting very upset and I get it, but I didn't take the fucking ring. Yeah, fuck you and your fucking ring, yeah. you fuck. That's what you said, right? Yeah, right in his face. I said that. Mm-hmm. You got right up in his face and said, fuck you and your fucking ring, I, you fucking fuck. I had like a Boston accent, even though I'm from New York. I'm like, fuck you, kid. <laughs> you take your fucking ring. That's a Boston accent from the 1920s? <laughs> I've got the ticket, see? You fucking fuck. <laughs> you take your ring and you take it up with Teddy Roosevelt. <laughs> Was he in the 1920s? I don't even know. <laughs> the impressions, the the historical accuracy you you get you gave it to the you gave it all I on did. that one. All accurate again. They got the they got their do not look it up. They got their money's worth from you on that one, yeah. Barrett. I gotta say, you seem like somebody would get accused of crimes. <laughs> Not crime so much, but, well, this is sort of a little bit different, but there was this one time in high school when this kid lit off a smoke bomb in the middle of the hallway, and it filled the hallway, yeah. and it like, had, had to be evacuated. And my f- this guy, I would call him a friend, this guy, Jason, I'm going to make up names. Sure. Well, his real name is Jason, um, but I'm not going to give you a last name. Jason was like, you know, that fucking guy, I should, you know, I saw him do it. I should, you know, basically tell the, the principal on him. Yeah. And I said, all right, well, if you want to do that, I'll go with you. It's up to you. Um, just to support him. But then everybody in the school thought I ratted him out. Oh. But, but I wasn't going to rat on Jason. Yeah. Because obviously he didn't feel comfortable coming forward. So I basically took the heat for yeah. it and had this all these kids, you know, thinking I was, you know, which I didn't give a shit that much, but it was annoying. No, and it's they like, were it's hurtful. Of, I guess I, if I were that age, I'd freak the fuck out. They harassed me a little bit about it, but like the irony was I was being accused of sort of ratting and I wasn't ratting yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like on the person that actually had rat. Yeah. So that's something that I, you know, I think if I now, if I ran into like some of the kids who were accusing me of that, I, that's one of those things where I, I would be like, you know what? Here's what yeah. actually <laughs> happened. And you were a fucking asshole. And I was actually being the opposite of what you were accusing me of being. And fuck you. You didn't turn out well. I turned out great. Totally. Look at me. I have a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell them that. <laughs> I'm the only one in America with a podcast. I've invented the podcast. <laughs> so you don't think I should tell them that I have a podcast? I think that I'm... should be the last thing you tell them. And by the way, I have a podcast where a friend of mine and I talk about movies. <laughs> I said, good day, sir. <laughs> we don't have advertisers yet. Are you Someday interested? Someday we might. Are you interested in advertising on our show? Uh, we need sponsors. We do. To pay for our podcast dreams. <laughs> yeah, but that would suck, though. I think if I were that age, that would be really hard because... Teenagers are really good at like isolating. It's mm-hmm. like being like it's like being Amish and 
shunned or right shunned the old shunned yeah yeah the shunning is interesting because i always felt like i would handle a good sh- i would handle shunning very well mm-hmm. um because i enjoy like to me the idea of people stopping talking to me as a punishment is baffling i'm like oh you're gonna leave me alone yeah that's how you're gonna punish me oh no am i gonna get to watch whatever i want on tv too <laughs> Do I not have to go to your show? Great. Right. <laughs> I think it depends on the age of the of the shunning. Right. That's true. If you're 15, I, I, it's brutal. If you are in your mid-40s, it's a blessing. Yeah. I was talking to this uh, woman who actually did get shunned from her hyper-religious community. Oh, wow. And I was trying to convince her to do a documentary where she went back to the community because they wouldn't even look at her, where she went back and did weird shit in the middle of the street to see if she could get them to look at her <laughs> and break the shun. She she didn't. She, she didn't, didn't take buy you up? Okay. Well, she didn't take me up on that, but I think that would have been a good Does she movie. know that you have a podcast? I was too. This was before podcasts okay, were invented. Sure. This is how long ago it was. Okay. The other, you know, Harry and Skip kind of go a little nuts when they get in prison which i think we can all relate to i mean it's obviously for comedy this this movie but what do you think about prison life would bother you the most like what would make you go the most stir crazy (sighs) so many things i think snoring cellmate who snores yeah i'm a really light bad sleeper oh Um, yeah you wouldn't do well and i like lose my shit when i'm really tired too so Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe that would help me in the end because I would just be like the unhinged one, but the unhinged crazy like, one. Yeah, any sort of snoring. I, I was think guards just, just being last... mean to you for no reason. Like, yeah, meanness. You you wouldn't like the meanness it in prison. Be, it would be really unpleasant. They're just mean. Like in this movie, obviously, I, you know, prison is wildly different. But like, I don't know. They're already in prison. Do we have to be? Yeah. You know. Speaking of snoring, I visited a friend last weekend, and I was three rooms away, and he woke up next morning and said, hey, you snore, huh? Oh, no. <laughs> it was like I would totally have murdered you. Room. I would have stabbed Meanwhile, you. Meanwhile, yeah, but he's one of these people. He's, he has to has the full Darth Vader CPAP machine, so he, he knows that he knows the horrors of snoring. Yeah. But yeah, I'm a classic snorer. You and I should not be cellmates. No, we would. Yeah, that would be very bad mm-hmm. for you. <laughs> Because I would I sleep like a baby. I, 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 I can sleep through anything. Yeah. So that wouldn't bother me so much. I'm good at falling asleep in, in just about any situation. For me, it would be the non-privacy while pooping. Yeah. I think that would be... I, I am famously poo shy. Poo famously. shy? Famously. Yeah, didn't know that was have, a term. Yeah, poo, I, I am pee shy, but I'm especially poo shy. I, I can't imagine how I would ever do it. I know you must get used to it, but I can't imagine how you would ever shit with someone that can see you that can watch you shitting yeah that's yeah that's not great yeah i guess too like i don't know i require a lot of snacks and i don't know that you're allowed to snack all the time unless you have like the money to do so right you know not having your your shit when you want it i hear prison's very inconvenient in that way it's highly inconvenient so it sounds like you think you and i would not do well as cellmates at all i don't think we would yeah, I think one of the things that I do that annoys uh, people that live with me is I say, all right, every time I'm about to, to do something, <laughs> like every time I get up out of a chair, get mm. down in the chair, have a glass of water, it's like, all right, I've, I've, I've noticed that that is something that tends to... I feel like tends- you're a little too young to be using that just yet. 
Yeah, I realized I picked it up from my dad, oh, okay. and like, uh, it, so it's like this lingering, lingering piece of of the old man, which is now that you know, now that he's he's gone, I look at sort of as as pleasant when I catch myself doing it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's definitely an old man thing that yeah. I that I picked up. Definitely. <laughs> the the other piece of this movie is rodeo. It was you know for a, for a prison movie, there was a surprising large amount of rodeo. I did not expect it to go in that direction. Have you ever been to a rodeo? I have not. Nor would I like to go. Why is that? Because I just think that I don't know. Anytime your the objective is to stress an animal out so much that it it's you know fight or flight. That's you're that. talking specifically like bull riding, bull riding, and, and you know with the roping. Yeah, it's it's those are animals in stress, and then that's the whole objective. Is I don't know. That's just not fair. Yeah. Sorry to bring. Yeah, this I've down. never been to a rodeo. But the closest I probably come is like a county fair. Sure. Yeah. Where they have some sort of they have some of the same stuff. Like they help they have like cattle pulling where they the cows you know how much weight they can pull yeah the tractor pull you know tractor pull and Mm -hmm. the i i I don't i like i like the shitty food but i tend to not like the animal stuff as well i love a county fair do you but i don't oh yeah topsfield fair Mm. every fucking year really what is what is your favorite part of the fair i think part of it is the weirdness of it that's probably my favorite Mm. part but yeah i like i do like looking at the cows and i like looking at the sheep and chickens and the pigs so you've never been to a rodeo no but i have you don't um, think you would like a rodeo i don't well i don't know i did find this um random quiz about rodeos okay yeah and actually weirdly about friendship although it was from this magazine called rodeo divorcees quarterly right i know that magazine yeah it's yeah. pretty good they have a good um you know i think they like the fall issue is usually particularly good yeah that with is the rodeo nice. divorcees yeah well you know with the autumn leaves turning it's it's beautiful um, mm-hmm. Did you want to take this quiz? Because I feel like it would. You know. I think it would really set because I feel like we we need to settle some things about about our relationship yes. versus Skip and Harry's relationship. So I think really the only way to do it is through a quiz. Sure. Okay. Let me pull, let me pull this quiz up. Please do. Okay. Please pull the quiz up, Abby. God forbid you have it prepared this before is, the podcast. This is the starts. sound effects that happen when I pull the quiz up. No. I don't know. It sounds like a helicopter. I told you I'm not doing sound effects in this fucking thing. Question number one. We've, we actually covered this. Who would last longer on a mechanical bull? Yeah, that, I think you would. Does that My go the same gravity, for a real bull? I think so, because I think I just have terrible... My center of gravity is awful. You are always falling down. I remember that. I'm always you. falling down. <laughs> I can't even stand on one foot. I've been, pra- I've been like doing yoga for like six months practicing basically standing on one foot and it is so hard for me yeah my center my center of gravity is terrible so i just assume you're better than me because there's no human that's worse than me okay that's a good assumption okay based solely on the names of these events which do you think i would excel at most bareback riding saddle bronc riding steer wrestling clown flanking tie down roping or barrel racing hmm I don't know what any of those things are. I'm mm-hmm. only going to assume. Well, I know bareback riding is riding without a saddle. Sure. I can, I can only assume. So what was the uh, clown flanking one? That was called clown flanking. Called clown flanking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just based solely on the title, I think you enjoy a nice steak. Sure. Um, and you're a fucking person that no one takes seriously ever. So I think you would do very well in, in clown flanking. Follow up question. Which one of these is actually a sexual maneuver that I made up? <laughs> Is it clown flanking? It sure is. 
<laughs> so all the rest are rodeo things? All the rest are rodeo things. But clown flanking is the sexual maneuver. Yep. That I made up. Yep. Well, do you want to know you? what it is? I do want to know what it is. It's when you're standing there. You have to be a, a dude. You're standing there, and two clowns come up to you, and they flank you on either side, and then yeah. they, they tickle your balls. <laughs> That's clown flanking. Don't look it up. Did I ever tell you, and I may have even told it on this podcast, that um, I was doing this charity gig with Bodie Miller, the skier? Did I ever tell you that story? No, I don't think so. So I was doing this charity gig with playing in a band. At, uh, it was a, at a ski resort with Bo- Bodie Miller, and there was a clown there. And Bodie Miller is incredibly handsome. Like, he is one of these handsome people that he walks into a room and you're like, okay, that guy's a fucking handsome dude. And so the guys in the band were like, Bodie Miller is probably so tired of getting laid that he's just getting weird with stuff. And so we looked at the clown, and he imagined him and Bodie Miller saying, hey, did you get fucked last night? No, man, I got clown fucks. <laughs> and his friends are like, oh, man, give with all the clowny details, man. Jesus. <laughs> There's a chance he might have told this now that I'm thinking about it. Yeah, I think I might have. Oh, clown sex always deserves a repeat. Okay. Which one of these was once a nickname of mine many years ago? I will note that um, these names, many of these names are actually the names of bulls, famous bulls. Okay. Okay. Tornado, bodacious, little yellow jacket, Fonzie, blueberry wine, bushwhacker, and Krabby Apple. And these are all bull names, and one of them also coincidentally was your nickname. Correct. Bodacious. You are wrong. Oh. It was which a, one was it? It was actually Fonzie. Fonzie, that was... I was Only because, because I had a really little... short haircut in my senior year of college. <clears throat> it was like a pixie cut, but because my hair is very thick and very annoying, it like took a lot of work to like make it not look crazy. So anybody touched my hair, like I would freak out. They were like, "Oh, the Fonzie doesn't want anybody to touch his hair." And I'm like, "Hey!" <laughs> and you always had a leather jacket and jeans and a white t-shirt. Yeah, and I could make the jukebox. You, mm-hmm. know. you also lived above a garage. Yeah, in the 1950s. In the 1950s. Mm-hmm. Follow-up question: Which one of these is actually a sexual maneuver that I made up? <laughs> Blueberry wine. Incorrect. It's Krabby Apple. <laughs> Krabby Apple. Yeah. What? What? What is that? <laughs> it's when you have sex in an orchard and you get crabs. <laughs> so, so common. It happens to everybody. It does. That's the danger of healthy fruit. That's the danger of healthy fruit. <laughs> it is. That's the end of the quiz. That's the end of the quiz. Yeah, they okay. didn't have any so, more questions. They didn't have any more questions in, in uh, Rodeo Divorcees Quarterly. Yep. We learned a lot. Famous though. quiz. I think we learned a lot mm-hmm. about our friendship, and I think now we have enough information to determine whether we have a better friendship or Skip and Harry from Stir Crazy have a better relationship. I just went about, I said that the most roundabout <laughs> way possible. It was good, though. I got it. I'm still stuck on, I'm still stuck on Crab Apple or Crabby whatever Apple. it was. Crabby it Apple. It rhymes with my name. So the verdict. When should we do the verdict, Abby? If we do it next, would probably be good. Are you free? Are you free for next? Yeah, I, I think I could probably pencil in next. Okay. Have your people talk to my people. I have no people. Bad, bad.
It's Bud Plugs, where Abby and I plug our shit. On Wednesday, December 15th, you can see Abby Barrett in her band at Boston Harbor Distillery. That is with Andrea Gillis Band and John Powhida International Airport. And if you know anything about Boston music, that is pretty much as good as it gets. So only $15, 7 p.m. char. That is Boston Harbor Distillery. You can get more details on that show at abbybarrett.com. And this has been Bud Plugs. Buddies. And welcome back to We're Too Old for This Podcast. It's verdict time. This is the portion of the show where we figure out who has the better friendship, Skip and Harry from Stir Crazy or Abby and Brendan from this podcast, which you are listening to right at this very moment. Yes. It's Yes. Yes. Welcome it's... back, everyone. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Hello. So. <laughs> um. So it is verdict time. Yep. So this is a tough one. Oh, so I think why it's don't... easy. All right. So why don't you go first if All you right. think it's so easy? I think it's easy. I'm gonna say that clearly they have the better friendship. Tell me why. Because they were already friends when they were like down and out in New York. And really, they made plans together. Mm-hmm. They made a they life plan together. They were going to move across the country yeah. to L.A. together. Yeah. Um, and then they did that, and they got jobs together. And they went to prison together and didn't get annoyed with each other. That's true. They, they like, rarely fought. They, they didn't fight, they have didn't any fight. conflict with each other at all. And were clearly very protective of each other. Mm-hmm. Their successes and their failures were shared equally. Our friendship could never compare. you think that's not compare. the case with us? <laughs> Your failures are my successes. That's true, yes. And vice versa. Right. I mean, how, yeah, do, you, how I, do you feel about this verdict? I think I have to agree. I, I think that they have the better friendship because they're not competitive with each other at all. Interestingly, uh, you know, a lot of these buddy movies, we see their meeting and then we see them start not liking each other and sort of grow to like each other and respect each other. That's not the case with Stir Crazy. Yep. They're already well established as good friends and continue to be good friends and, you know, no matter what. And there's no doubt that they wouldn't, they would never leave each other behind. Yep. Whereas I feel like if we were in prison, I would sell you for a pack of ho-hos yes. so quickly. That's kind of the going rate right, though. Yeah, you're you're worth you know one barrel for a pack of hohos in prison, especially you know. And also, there is just again, and I think this has to do with the two actors. I believe, I mean, yes, it's acting, but because I saw it across several movies, I think there is an intimacy and a friendship between these two actors. Maybe they're that good, but I feel like it's not fake. I feel like they genuinely are so are connected in this really special way. Yes, both these two characters. And so maybe I'm I'm making a mistake by judging what I feel to be the magic of Gene Wilder and Richard Pryor into this. I don't think but so. I feel like that gives it an yeah. edge. I mean, I don't know how much money they were making from this, but it doesn't strike me as something where they were just like couldn't say no and oh, I don't really like this guy or he's just whatever. Well, they did four movies together. Yeah, I think and they and they both could have they were both famous in a position where after they 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 exactly they did they they had to want to do it yeah 
but also even for friendships i the the sort of intimacy and affection between them especially between two men mm-hmm. it was nice to see yep. and and you don't even like when i you know you, you hate when i hug you mm-hmm. you hate you don't even like to high five me you find me so just physically just, repulsive your dead fish hands i just can't <laughs> my clammy dead fish hands <laughs> yeah no they are very affectionate and um i don't care for that with you okay (laughs) so the verdict has been delivered and we agree this time we do hooray for us did we not agree most times um i think maybe the listeners should uh who keep track of that should let us know how we're doing percentage wise because we couldn't be fucking bothered no to to keep records of our own podcast it took a lot for me to be here today it's it's enough for you to just show it up. Is. But Skip and Harry have the better friendship than Abby and Brendan. It has been decided, but it does raise the question, what if we were Skip and Harry? Baron and Boogie reenact a scene from a motion picture, but change the words a little bit. That's right. We bad. We don't take no shit either. You darn right. We don't take anyone's shit. No shit will be taken. Neither of us takes anyone's shit well abby takes a little more shit than i do no no that's not true i'm just saying neither of us take shit but if you had to choose one of us to mess with you should probably pick abby what are you doing man we're two bad motherfuckers don't get me wrong if you really wanted to do something to abby i could probably be convinced to turn a blind eye brendan cries easily what no i don't he cries all the time if you're looking for a weakness go for the eyes yeah well abby has bad knees Kick her right in the knee. She'll go down like a ton of bricks. Brendan has $13,000 hidden up his ass. Right up the keister. It's there for the taking. I'm just saying. Okay, okay, let's stop this. Enough. If we're going to get through this, we got to stick together. Let's just do what we came here to do, okay? Fine. Welcome to Wendy's. Can I take your order? Yeah, um, I'll have a double stack combo with onion rings and a vanilla frosty. And um, do you have a limit on how many barbecue sauces I can get? Because the guy at Wendy's in my neighborhood is Hey, buddies. If you like what you hear, please follow us at We're Too Old Pod on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, um, Friendster. I think our GeoCities is probably still up and running. If you have an idea for a movie you'd like us to talk about, or if you're a sponsor that wants to offer us some of that sweet, sweet podcast money, email us at weretooldpod at gmail.com or just look out the window because Abby and I are out there. We're watching you right now. And don't forget to like and subscribe. Thanks, buddies.